Hello and welcome to That Film's Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Clerks 3. Written, produced, directed, and edited by Kevin Smith, Clerks 3 is the comedy drama film which serves as a standalone sequel to the 1994 and 2006 Clerks films. The movie is out now, but if you haven't seen Clerks 3 yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our review. We will be talking spoilers. Clerks 3 is the ninth overall feature film set in the View Askewverse. Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson are back to serve you at the quick stop. Jason, you have the plot. After suffering a massive heart attack, Randall and Liss' friends and fellow clerks Dante, Elias, Jay and Silent Bob to help him make a movie about life at the quick stop. Before we even get into reviewing this movie, oh, I really wanted to see this movie. In the US, he did get a theatrical release. But what was happening? Kevin Smith was touring this film. Like he would go to different cinemas, he'd show the movie, and he'd do a live Q&A. And he did this for the longest time. Here in Australia, we were waiting for a release date. I remember, I mean, the last Kevin Smith film was Jay and Silent Bob reboot waiting for the theatrical release, eventually it got a real limited release. But with Clerks 3, waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I think it was like the day of digital release, we got told it was going to be available. Anywhere you can rent movies digitally. For me, it was Apple Movies, and I rented it that night, but it's like, what is happening up this movie? Like, I know that it's an independent film. And I think Lionsgate did the distribution, but it was very like limited and unconventional to how you're going to get your bigger movies. But I thought the marketing for this here in Australia was just way off. It just came out of nowhere. But at the same time, I was so thankful that, you know, I bought it as a digital purchase still waiting for a Blu-ray release. But yeah, this was a movie that I was so wanting to see. Like going back to Kevin Smith's early work, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. I know that you are as well, Jason, but it was just such a long wait for this film to then just have it out of nowhere, just be made available. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always bizarre when, you, when you're talking distributing films and and how it all works and obviously there's a there's a big business behind it that you know, even you and I probably don't know the ins and outs of enough to discuss here um, but I mean at the end of the day it costs money and I guess the results that we got here in Australia was just the way that we had to watch it rent it purchase it digitally until we get a physical copy but no no theatrical unfortunately um but it is what it is at least we got it i mean we've been waiting a long time i mean we have had um you know viewers verse movies sort of here and there silent bob jane silent bob have you know been back they've rebooted things have happened a couple of years ago yeah but just going back to what you were just saying there i i yeah i agree marketing costs money but I mean, Kevin Smith is so vocal on social media and and i know he's been busy touring the us 
which has been a priority and that and that's fine that is giving people there an experience but almost like the day of that's when you find out that it's going to get a digital release here in australia how much does a tweet cost hey australia kevin smith yeah, so anyway it just it caught me off guard i mean to be fair it was a pleasant surprise but i would have liked to have seen it on the big screen that's where I watched Clerks 2 all those years ago. And what was that, 2006? All those yeah, years ago. Seeing, what year was that? I is... think it was oh, yeah. 06. I mean, I've got such an interesting relationship with Kevin Smith and his films, his comics, his TV. I, I have loved Morvats for the longest time. And the first time I watched that was on VHS because it was advertised on the back of comic books. Clerks, my first exposure, I read the screenplay. And at the end, Dante dies. And that's touched on in this movie. So when I watched the film for the first time and he survives, I'm like, what the hell? This is a different kind of kind of ending. In the UK, both Clerks and More Rats were certificate 18. At the time I was in college, I was 16. I was too young to buy them. So like, I don't know, I've got such an interesting relationship Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, UK certificate 18. I was 17. I requested a ticket. They declined because I couldn't provide ID. So it's like for the longest time, Kevin Smith and his movies, The View Ask Youverse, has been in my life. And that's why on the other show, Sounds Like Comics, we've already done reviews, not just of Clerks and Clerks 2. We've also reviewed Clerks, the animated series, and then other view Askew films like Mallrats, Chasing Amy. Here, that film, Stew, we've reviewed James Silent Bob reboot. So the podcast, whether it's that film, Stew, sounds like comics, we've covered a lot of Kevin Smith content, but here we are. We can actually review Clerks 3. I've seen it twice now. I watched it when it was first released, and then I watched it a second time the other night. I was both looking forward to it and dreading it because it's an emotional <laughs> roller coaster. That first viewing, I mean, it hits you in the feels. Second time, you know it's coming. I think it's even harder. Like it, it really is because you know what's going to happen. Like being told, it's like being told a diagnosis. And yes, like, you know. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? Going back, going back to that trailer, the trailer tells you this is the film. You've got Dante and Randall. You first met those guys in Clerks in 94. Randall has a heart attack. This film's going to get very meta, but we know he survives the heart attack because on the back of that, it's like, do you know what? We spend our whole lives watching and talking about films. I mean parallels to you and I, I think. But anyway, <laughs> that's what it is. But you know, Can the we film... make a movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not yet. The film gets beyond that. And what the film is going to be about is the making of Randall's film. So what could have been a hard part of the film, you know, isn't really going to stick around for too long because Randall is going to be okay, is going to make the film. And then as you're watching the film, we'd seen the marketing, we'd seen the shot in the quick stop of the actors alongside Rosario Dawson back as Becky. And you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be like a nice picture. We've got Clerks 2 at movies. 
here we are in the quick stop. Not just Becky dies, but Dante's unborn daughter, Grace. And you're like, oh, shit. So it's like, right, okay. So we thought this was going to be like a difficult watch because of Randall's heart attack. And hopefully he's going to make some uh, changes to his lifestyle and he's going to be okay. And he's going to make a film. And there's going to be lots of laughs along the way. But yeah, all the meta jokes, the stuff that's essentially Kevin Smith making clerks within through the Randall character. It's going to be great. That's it. But then what does that note say? In like loving memory of. It's it's like it's like wait what is she dead what's happening and then it unfolds from there you're right you've got it's... Becky you've got Grace yeah. but not to jump ahead and we can we can you know we, we can come back to it well the rest of the the movie but Dante does die Dante dies and it's like watching it you're like Kevin Smith you bastard like you bastard and, and it's that thing right honestly I I can't think outside of the U.S.C. universe, anywhere else that Brian O'Halloran has acted. So for me, although I've enjoyed him in all his appearances, you know, going back to Clerks, we've got him playing a cousin of Dante Hicks in Morats. You know, the characters come back, whether it's animation or whatever. We are seeing, for me, I, I'm going to say this, like, for the first time, Brian O'Halloran, the actor. <laughs> because he's not just saying Kevin Smith's dialogue. He is giving a bloody performance in this film. And even when things were like hard at times, but then funny and everything with Randall, and you saw that their relationship splintering because Randall's like, I'm making a movie about my life. This is my film, but they've been together their whole lives. And then you saw the relationship going in opposite directions and Dante being hurt by everything. The massive rug pull. And even earlier in the film when the nurse is like, you guys are together. You should really be making some better life choices as well and changing your diet and looking after yourself. Even then, I didn't think, oh, bloody hell. I wonder if Dante's going to die. And he, and he dies. Going back to the original screenplay, he was going to die at the end of Clerks. And he didn't, but he does in this movie. And even if you look at screenshots of Clerks 3, it's got an image of Dante and Becky in the movie theatre. But now you know he's dead yeah. in that moment. It's like... It's fucked. I'm, I still, I still don't. Honestly, I, I don't know. I feel hurt by this film because, again, I've got such a strong connection to to these characters, and I, I didn't see, I didn't see it coming like at all. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty wild ride. Like it's interesting you mentioned you know Brian O'Halloran like not really seeing him in anything else, you know, outside of this universe. Um, and I think when that happens, you do, I think our minds, like we do create an attachment to that actor as this character. So I think like when we see Dante die or we're experiencing him dying, because we, we can't really relate this actor to any other kind of, I think it, it it must hit a little bit harder because I think we're believing it more than we probably should. And like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like we've, 
you watch the, the Jane Silent Bob movies, even like the more, I guess, potentially emotional movies like Chasing Amy or something, you don't go on a Clerks uh, or Clerks 3 and then think, like, this is going to be maybe the most emotional movie experience I'm going to have in 2022. Like, you go and being like, cool, let's sit down, grab some popcorn and have some laughs because it's going to be funny. It's going to be lots of meta humor. Again, it's just the Dante character is going to be the Kevin Smith making the Clerks movie. There's going to be a lot of jokes. We're going to revisit a lot of gags, which is what, ha- it ha- like, we go back to movies and there's the, the doing, they're redoing the donkey show. Like, it's, yeah, it's great yeah, but doing in it. doing all of that it's i mean there's the gag side of it but they're also we're going on a journey with these two friends yeah like you mentioned there's the ultimate ending but because we're revisiting the greatest hits of of clerks they really are we start to go on this emotional ride of yeah. both their friendship both the journey that we've been on through the previous two films and now into this one and and yeah like obviously like memories of becky and the fact that her character didn't end up it's not i mean she's in this movie but obviously you know she, i know but it, it was a hit and run the death it was a hit and run and she was pregnant with his daughter oh man it's such a it's such a hard watch but not as in like oh this movie's crap like it's such a hard watch because it takes you on such an emotional Brian he, he has this he has this way of and this goes all the way back to that first clerks movie and obviously it's a different level now but it's like taking his character's crappy life all the crappy things that happen and like even though he's expressing emotion he has this way of like just having this sass about like you know just like almost accepting like yeah it's so shit it is what it is and it's sort of there's a humor, there's a comedic thing that comes out from it, you know, like just all the way back to like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Like my job sucks. I hate my life. I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, it's self-deprecating. Take that up like 50 notches to my wife and unborn child were killed in this accident. It's, my it's life just sucks because they're not here. Mm. But he still delivers it in a way of like, you're like, all the bad stuff happens to me. But it is what it is. Like, yeah. so he's accepted it. Yeah. He's, I don't know. It, he just has this way of we're still like, he, he's going to be okay. Like, we're hoping for it. And then eventually, when it's not, <sighs> who made me cry? <laughs> he, well, I. And then my grown ass and <laughs> eyeballs. I, <laughs> I watched this movie twice and it's. It made me cry both times, and I've got to be honest, it affected me more the second time, and no doubt the third, the fourth, and I watch it again, and I, and I will. I'll, I'll go back and watch this movie. It is, it, it takes you, it takes you on a ride, and and you you with these characters. You mentioned Brian O'Halloran, like not knowing him other than Dante, Jeff Anderson. Like I've seen him in another Kevin Smith film, Zach and Movie Make a Porno, where he's not playing Randall Graves, but I've not seen him in anything else. So for me, he's Randall as well. So it yeah, really is like you've got two, just two blokes having a conversation. And, you know, obviously they're a little older as they're recreating scenes in black and white, which 
they approach with a lot of humor. Silent Bob is going to shoot the movie. Kevin Smith is filming this movie within a movie. Yeah. And he's going to do it in black and white. But they are recreating scenes now that they did back in the early 90s. And obviously their body shapes have changed and they're older. But they, they're recreating those scenes. The original actors are back and, and it's fantastic. And it's, okay, you know, they're doing it. But then later on, when when Dante is in his hospital bed, and da- and Randall, it said earlier, they downplayed the significance of Dante in this film, in his life, and it is like you're my Luke Skywalker, like you've always been my Luke, and and this is how I see you. And the footage he's showing is footage from the first Clerks movie, and it just it really hit me, like really got me because again like when i discovered these movies you know i was in college and and it just like for me it took me back to that time and then just experiencing these characters in film the animated series comic books like so much time spent with these characters that you feel like you really know them my wife has no interest in the works of kevin smith i was going to say in kevin smith but that's probably accurate as well she's got no interest whatsoever so i'm like hey i've got clerk's suite no before the movie even came out like hey there's a trailer of clerk's suite no not interested like at all so when i said to her like you know like you've shared as well like i was gonna let you go first crying at this movie and she like scoffed like what but she's just thinking you know she knows of jay and silent bob like most people do like they are closely associated with kevin smith if you ask you verse but this movie, it's just, it's doing something else. And I remember like before watching it, thinking, do you know what? I like this. 94 Clerks, 2006. I'm pretty sure it is 2006 for Clerks 2. And then all these years later, 2022, I like the idea, like maybe in another 10 years or whatever, just coming back and spending more time with these characters, just seeing where they are in life. Like, do they now have a family in Clerks 3 or in Clerks 4? Sorry, but that was before watching Clerks 3. And then you get the curveball of Dante's death. Ah, oh, it just, I I didn't, I didn't see it coming like at, at all. And then again, that second viewing, it opens. And the first, one of the first things you see, the car door opening, Dante's boots touching the ground he steps out of the car and he got me because i'm like oh shit because you don't know the first time the second time when you watch it like you you know but okay but it's not all doom and gloom though i mean it is like by far the saddest view ask you verse film like you don't (laughs) even need to try and find a sadder film but i think maybe maybe the reason the emotion does hit I mean, the reason it does, it obviously hits is because of the journey we've been on, the three movies, especially if you watch them like yourself, timely within your own sort of lifespan, and now you're facing your own mobility, mortality, what's the word? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> you're getting old, that's what I'm trying to say. So, you know, things are things are hitting, hitting close to home. And it's I'm like, younger than Dante, uh, mate. They're like 50. I know, but I'm just saying... <laughs> They were we're in dads their... now, and we're dads, yes. and we you know, I don't know, things just make us cry more. It's, it's, yeah. it's I mean, honestly, but yeah. When, when you have a film, when there, when there is so much humour, 
as well. And the comment, the comedy is landing, the jokes are working, we're having a good time. I think it that like that like I don't know what happens inside of us, but like our endorphins are all over the place, and suddenly, boom, they hit us with the gut wrench and emotional hit it, and I think it hits tenfold because we're in this other place and suddenly it's like, what? I'm not prepared. Like if they were building up to it and, you know, like it was just doom and gloom the whole time, you'd get to the end and be like, yeah, that was just a miserable film. Yeah, but, but it's not though. There's... Yeah, yeah. No, because it is so fun. And it is guess, and funny. Yeah. Like, it, it is, it is really funny. It, it's just, you know, this movie came out and I was chatting to people at work, younger than I am. No idea. No idea. Not, well, on no, their, not on the not on the radar, and you're you like Jay. This film, maybe yeah. that's why. Like Jay Silent Bob. Who? We don't even don't even know. But I think do you know what? I do. I do seem to recall, like in the UK at least, when Clerks Two came out, it was a bit of a thing, and it did get a push. And I remember, like it, it did get like a standard theatrical release. But that would have been, I guess, on the back of James Silent Bob Strike Back, which was maybe five years earlier, thereabouts. But it well, there did was, there get. There was all that period. There was like Dogma chasing Amy. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, Dogma don't was before Silent Bob. I can tell you, I know the order, but it, it, it went Clerks, Morvan, chasing was Amy, Dogma, James Silent Bob Strike Back. That wasn't it. Yeah, and then Clerks Two came yeah. out. There'd been a bit of a bit of a gap. So if you think Clerks in '94 and then. Clerks 2 in 2006, but in between you got all those other films. Exactly. And then after so that, was, much bigger gap. Much bigger gap after, after that. But these films are funny. Okay, let's 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 move away from just all all the all the sadness. Can I ask you a question? What like I know so much about Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, because, I mean, Kevin Smith's so vocal, whether it's back when he was doing his stand-up DVDs, podcasts, all the appearances that he's had, and Jason Mewes as well, that they're both like, very vocal on on social media. And anyway, so, so we know so much about them. When you see Jason Mewes in this, Whenever he was on screen, could you take your eyes off his teeth? Because I couldn't. <laughs> Both, because he's clearly got new veneers, and and, it, and and that's fine. You know, we we all want to better ourselves, and he, and that's a, a choice that he's made for himself. My wife and I had to. We gave it a Google. We were like, let's find out what's happened to him, and it's it's fine. It's all good. But we, you know, it was distracting a little bit. It was a little bit. I noticed it. There's, there's a podcast that's still going today. Jay and Silent Bob get old. They've toured it here in Australia. I've been to watch it live. I think maybe, I think twice. I've watched it twice. That podcast started because Jason Mewes at the time had a drug addiction. Since being sober for many, many years. And that podcast was devised by Smith as a distraction. Don't do that. Let's do this thing. They were touring. Yeah. And then Muse did uh, 
Jane Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie, which was adapted from a blunt man and chronic script that Smith wrote a few years earlier. Anyway, so they're so like you know supportive of each other, but um, yeah, it, it, it just, just keeps them busy, keeps them working, keeps them clean. It does, it does. But it's, it's but I've heard in interviews, like when asked about the kind of things that Jay says, and what's interesting is that over the years, the stories that have come out about the early days of the if you ask verse going back to Clerks or whatever, that's now incorporated into this movie. Like, you know the bit where Jay is supposed to dance and then there's people around so he won't dance. So the rest of yeah. the cast and crew get sent inside and then Randall, Randall's going to hit, you know, he's filming it. And Jay's like, no, 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 you need to go inside as well. And then he did. That happened in real life, but with Kevin Smith on that first film. Like so many things that happened in this film, I've known for years from interviews and podcasts. So there's even there's even a deeper level of the meta kind of material in this film that because I mean obviously a lot of the stuff that I was you know digesting was things that I'd seen in previous clerks films, maybe a couple things I knew from the real world, but obviously there's a, a much deeper level of it. It is. I mean, yeah. even like when Jay questions I mean, you and Snoochie three other people <laughs> who says that? And then in the film, Randall's like. You say that. Everything you say in the scripts is things that I personally have heard you said. That was Smith. Like Kevin Smith, like he he basically, he thought that his friend, Jason Mewes, was the funniest guy on the planet. And he wanted everybody else to experience what he experienced and to find his friend to be as funny as what he thought he was. So things that he had said is in that first Clerks film. It's come out over the years in interviews, and and it's in the film and it is just fantastic like it's really good that he's in there at a particular show somebody in the audience said to smith so when i was watching clerks it was like the movie was the cctv footage in the in the convenience store and that is what you're watching as a film and that's why it's black and white and smith's like do you know what that's not what it is, but I love it. I'm going to take that idea. Years later, it's in the film. It's just, it's so layered. It is, it is so layered, but it's it's really funny at times. It's really, it's really sad at times. I mean, just going back to a sad moment that I didn't notice the first viewing, but got the second viewing. When Randall is taken to the hospital. The jumper that Dante is wearing in the flashback to him seeing Becky being rushed in, in his final scene in the movie, when he's having the exchange with Dante on film and then they stop filming it and he has his own heart attack, he's wearing that same jumper. The jumper he is wearing when Becky dies is the jumper he dies in. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yes. So much. There's so much going on with this movie. But again, we're, we're trying to stay away from all the sad things. Let's talk about some of the, the fun cameo appearances because there is a few. We get Fred Armisen, Sam Michelle Geller, Ben Affleck. Um, with Sam Michelle Geller, I didn't realise this at the time, it marks her first theatrical live-action film in 13 years. Well, not for us, obviously, because... 
feature only. But yes, the point's still the point's still valid. But that's is that how long it's been? 13? That is how long it's been. And not just Sam Michelle Geller. Are they still married? Her husband, Freddie Prince yes. Jr. He's yeah. he's in this as well, which was which was um which was pretty cool. Um Affleck, so happy to see Affleck back. It was very public, the falling out that Smith and Affleck had had. And they made up. He had his role in James Silent Bob Reboot, the Chasing Amy segment, which is my favourite part of that movie. And then he's back in this. The character played by Ethan Supley auditions using lines said by Supley's character in the movie Morats about the sailboat. (laughs) So it was... It was cool having. I love all the callbacks. I really do. But plenty, yeah. It it felt very much like it wasn't quite um, like done on Zoom, but just the way that all the people were stood in front of the same background. It it felt like I don't know, like they they just phoned it in, but it didn't feel cheap, and the jokes landed. But just the rotation of cameos that they had but it, it fit with the particular the setup of the movie and hey we're auditioning for our film but the cameos were fun it was, it was a good way to sort of churn through them without it being because I remember like from Jane Silent Bob reboot there were a lot of cameos but it was a lot more processed different scenes, different characters coming in, some minor, and it was a lot, this way it was like, oh, let's just like get a few faces in. It's like, you know, we got a few scenes with Melissa Benoist, who, again, also appeared in Reboot as well, and, you know, she has right. an actor auditioning. And I must apologise, but her real-life husband is in it as well, and he has the line, I have the power and the reason why he's saying that, the Kevin Smith produced Masters of the Universe Revelation, he voices Prince Adam He-Man. Right. That's why that's in the movie. There we go. That's it's why. And he also had a cameo, as well as Melissa Benoist, in Jane Silent Bob reboot. I'm kicking myself. I don't remember his name. He played Monel in Supergirl. But are you familiar with... Impractical Jokers. I know of it. It's a US comedy group to do pranks on the public. Really, you know, successful show. I've watched it for a number of years. They're all in this film as part of the cameo section. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Fred Armisen had an actual role in Jane Silent Reboot. He's playing a different character here. But hey, so if you ask you first, it happens. Actors come back and play play somebody else. I thought, it worth, I thought it worth mentioning the um the cameos because it's it's something that happens in Smith's movies, but it was a fun way of them doing it. But especially what to note, the number of years that Sir Michelle Geller has been away from the big screen in live action is insane. If I feel like she's got a show coming out this year. On Paramount Plus, I think it's a werewolf show. And it's going to be the first thing she's done in a while. So she doesn't seem to do too much. But werewolves. 
I think, I, honestly, <laughs> I'm sure it's a werewolf show. It's a Paramount Plus original. Anyway, I after like wait. She's much suited to vampires or something. But that's she's just, done it. Done it, mate. Done it. Okay. Did it well. Nailed it. She's not gonna. <laughs> she's not gonna beat Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You could say she, she staked it. Ah, yes. <laughs> Maybe. Do you know what this is? A more. <laughs> this is a movie that has lots of laughs, lots of cries, and definitely has an emotional ending. I like at the funeral that they brought back Harley Quinn Smith. Smith's mm. daughter. She played Jay's daughter in Jay's Silent Bob reboot. And I felt like the ending of that movie ended up being very touching between the two of them. And she was in this movie at the end, at the funeral. You know, actually, there's a character that we've just not mentioned at all. Elias, played once again by Trevor Furman. And do you know what? He's changed, hasn't he? He's really yeah, changed. Really. I mean- like, don't dwell on it too much. <laughs> I know 2006 was a long time ago, but he's really changed. But it was a funny conceit that his character has his own silent bob. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was, yeah. And, and they, yeah. <laughs> going through the, um, the different lifestyle changes. That and, and that's it. Yeah. He turns his life yeah. on Jesus. And like yeah, he's now a Satanist. But, when we first see him, the way that he's in the car, <laughs> so casually, like, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying this. Well, it, it is. It's what he is now. But when he's with his family and the and the whistling, like the first gag you get with him, really, I mean, it's funny itself, like you know, with his family they're all whistling and and they're arriving at work and they're dropping him off. And then when it's him and his silent Bob, and he's like, and he pulls them up, like, oh, actually, you're. Whistling is affecting the carrying of the object, or oh, whatever it is. But it's, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, and this, and this gags because he's like he's referring to Dante as Mister Dante, and he's like Elias, you're thirty whatever years old. Stop mm. calling me Mister Dante. Yeah, but but the end. Oh man, the ending. The ending because Elias is essentially going to be Vandal's new Dante. And they're together. But then Elias goes away. And although we experience it and Randall doesn't, Dante is once again by his side and we pull away. And that is the oh, yeah, that, emotional that ending that we, that we are left with. But, but let's do it. Let's rate it. If you're going to rate Clerks 3 out of 5. You know, like... It's crazy because, like, going into this film, I was like, "Look, I'm I'm gonna have a good time with this. I'm gonna enjoy it. I'll, I'll very most likely like it. Let's just see what it got. Not knowing that I'd be coming out of it feeling the way I felt, um, having an emotional experience of the film. I like. It's hard to say. Like, when you watch a movie, if a movie makes me cry, that means it's obviously tapped into some sort of soul that i have in me like it's you know it's tapped into some sort of emotion it's done something it's it's taken me on a journey you know in a different sort of way um and i feel like that that deserves full marks but then i have to look, look critically and be like okay are there other things bringing it down and usually that's the case with this though 
it's funny when it needs to be funny. It's meta when it wants to be meta, even though I don't understand half of it um, <laughs> clearly. And the uh, the emotional like pull. This works not only as another addition to the uh, viewers universe, but also as a as a trilogy topper for the clerks films. Uh, it brings the the story to a full conclusion in a satisfying, emotional, heart breaking way and it's it's beautiful so i'm going to give it a five i'm going to hell with it five out of five all marks five out of five so i've said already that i reviewed clerks and clerks 2 for sounds like comics if you've not listened to those reviews both films i gave five out of five and Ooh. I was thinking going into Clerks 3, could this be one of those rare times when you have a five-star trilogy? I've seen it twice case, now. This could, this could be the best trilogy. <laughs> it, of could be. the greatest it could be. It could be. <laughs> I, I've seen it twice now, and I don't think it is as good as Clerks and Clerks 2. It's a lot sadder, and there's lots of jokes. There really is. Ah, do you know what? I love it. I absolutely love Clerks 3. I'm going to come <laughs> I can't beat around the bush. I'm going to give it It's five out of five. It is a five-star film. It is a five-star trilogy. Now, I appreciate there is going to be a number of people out there that might not necessarily <laughs> agree with that, my wife included, but it's... It's excellent. Like Clerks 3 is excellent. It really is. Like it is funny. It is heartfelt. And even though I'm saying that Clerks 1 and Clerks 2 are better films, the cast, definitely Brian O'Halloran, he has never been better than in this film. Like he, I mean, in those first two films, for a lot of the time, He's the comic relief. He's the butt of the jokes. Like, you know, funny things are happening around him. But he's getting jokes in this film, but he is carrying the emotional weight of this film. And Jeff Anderson as well, like, he is grieving in this film, like, to give him credit. But that one scene in particular, well, a couple of scenes, when Dante is breaking down because of Becky and Grace, like, that is an actor. Like, we are fans of Kevin Smith, and many people are. But if Smith can get that out of O'Halloran, other directors can too. Like, come on, why? I mean, is it his choice? I don't know what's going on. But there is a good actor in Brian O'Halloran, and we absolutely see a tour de force performance from him in this. But this is a... Really good Clerks film. It's a really good, if you ask you film, we're getting Jay and Silent Bob. I mean, this film for me just delivered on all levels. I just wasn't prepared for that emotional gut punch. Even the second time around, still not prepared. It's going to get me every time. <laughs> it is going <laughs> to get me every time. Well, as always, we like to close out on some trivia. This film uses the actual quick stop grocery location from the first Clerks film in New Jersey, which is now 
run by the son of the original owner. Unlike the first film, which could only be shot at night, hence why the shutters were jammed, the store was closed for two weeks, which allowed for scenes to be shot during the day. Previously, the quick stop location in Jay and Silent Bob Reboot was a facade built in New Orleans, which had a much bigger parking lot and different surroundings. So there you go. This film goes back to New Jersey. In fact, it says at the end, the entirety of this film was shot in New Jersey. The whole film. Smith is so proud of where he came from, and I'm sure it meant a lot to him being able to shoot the whole film where he was from. Just to add on that, part of the film's plot involving Dante and Randall making a movie at the quick stop was also going to be the plot of a planned Clerks animated movie based on the short-lived TV series. It was to be titled Clerks Sell Out, which was never (laughs) produced. So there you go. All these years later, he got to adapt it into Clerks 3, which I do know, I mean, in this film, the heart attack that Randall has is a widowmaker. And he's got that name because not many people survive it. In real life, Smith went through that same experience and, of course, survived. He did have a draft of Clerks 3 that wasn't this film, which changed because of his heart attack. Anyway. Anyway, it it changed things and we got the movie that we got and we were able to laugh and cry and all those other emotions. And have our, well, at least your wife judge you. My (laughs) wife was a blubbering mess. Well, there you go. That's great. That's great. It sounds like you had a great experience. That's really good. It sounds like... Yeah, we we were miserable. She was probably more emotional than normal. It's really, Freshly, it's really sad, but it, fresh mum and all. <laughs> I know, but has has she watched the other movies? Though? Is she does she oh, know? Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and we recently did like the whole. I think it was leading up to reboot. We did the whole, like the whole thing. I did. I revisited the Clerks films before this one. She didn't, so I had them too fresh in my mind. But um. But yeah, now just watching this, like from her memory, she was it was enough for her to. There you go. So my my wife doesn't have that. Like she's she knows of the films because obviously I'm such a big fan. Um, but anyway, it's a so we had separate experiences. But that's that's okay. Well, that's it for our review of Clerks Three. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and apple podcasts and please go leave us a review it helps listeners just like you find the podcast we're on social media you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram on that film street podcast we also have our companion shows rewind and review and sounds like comics which each have their own facebook pages and keep an eye out for our next review black adam and get ready for our year in review 2022 episode which is coming very soon you've been listening to luke and jason the guys from that film stew see you soon